I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Muto. And this is The Artist Business Plan. Your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs hosted by Superfine Art Fair. Hello, business artists. You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. I'm Alex Mito. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair. We're the most widespread art fair for independent artists in the United States. And we're also one of the top resources for all things you can learn about marketing and selling your art. Today, we've got Gabriela Abacasis here with us. Gabriela is going to share her thoughts on e-commerce and defining your career I am super excited to hear what she has to say, but first I've got an amazing offer here for you ABP listeners. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you sign up and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fair. Join the number one art fair for independent artists as we travel across the United States reaching thousands of qualified in-person art buyers at every single fair. And prepare yourself for success with a full suite of business resources like our very own podcast, which you're listening to right now. Superfine started with the connection between artists and an eager, empowered, qualified buying audience. So many alternatives didn't provide any real value for the artists who spent their precious time, hard-earned money, and major effort mounting and exhibiting their work without the results to back it up. And that meant it was time for something new. For seven years, Superfine has focused on breaking down these barriers and creating sustainable economic opportunities for artists to build careers from our fair. To find your place at a Superfine fair, simply visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. And when you mention the artist business plan, you'll receive a $150 credit on your booth, no matter what size or city you choose. So that's $150 off. Just go online to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art to set up your qualification call with James and get started selling your art with Superfine today. Again, that's www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. All right, so we are back here with Gabriela Abacasis. Gabriela Abacasis is the founder of the Artist Entrepreneur Club, which supports ambitious and driven visual artists with selling their art. Gabriela has worked in art galleries in London, Amsterdam, and Paris. Those years of working in galleries have given her valuable experience and insights into selling artwork. She met many artists while working in galleries, mistakenly believing that was the only route to selling their own artworks but she is here as proof that there is another way to sell your art. The Artist Entrepreneur Club was created in May 2020, combining her love of art, entrepreneurship, and teaching. She's already helped hundreds of artists establish regular online sales of their art, some already reaching over 100,000 pounds in sales. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Gabriela. Hello, welcome for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I can't wait to share. More about this Oh, we are super excited to have you as well. And before we really dive into the questions, uh, we have a question. It's a bit of an icebreaker to, so our audience can get to know you a little better. Um, and the question is, what is your earliest memory of art? I love this question because I, I, I love this memory, actually, that I have, and which is that my uh, mother brought me to the Louvre several times when I was 
younger. So I, I actually grew up in Paris and I know that it sounds like the most French cliche out there, but the Louvre is one of my favorite places in Paris since I was really young. And actually, when I was going to museums with my mom, I felt like I was doing something really important and for, I don't know, for society to just go to the museum. And I think that when I was there, I had some thing that I felt, which was that I was really attached to the story of these artists' lives that came through the artwork. So I've always, I think I, I brought that with me until today, which is that I've always been very attached to the, to the lives of the artists. And I'm always very curious when I look at an artwork or when I visit an exhibition about the thoughts that cross an artist's mind and that is that are actually going to lead this artist to do this weird thing of creating art. So this is my, yeah, this is, this would be my uh, earliest memory going to the loop. I am so jealous that your first memory of art is at the Louvre. I yeah. would have loved for that to have been mine. Um, I didn't go to the Louvre until I was 13 and I got oh. lost. I got lost. Oh, yeah. It was also the first day I ever drank wine. And I hope that my eighth grade teacher is not listening to this podcast. Um, I don't remember the Louvre. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but it was, it was wonderful. I loved it. Um, so let's dive into our questions. So you've worked in the gallery sphere across multiple countries, and it's given you this insight into the system of galleries. Why do you believe that the system is flawed? And how does the model that you built for the Artist Entrepreneur Club counteract these flaws? I love this question. I think it's a very, very important question. And I think that the problem starts in art schools where students are taught to look for an art gallery at the end of their studies and are not taught to have a practical point of view on how they are going to make money after their studies. And the reason I know that is that I, when I started running the Artist Entrepreneur Club, I interviewed several artists and I regularly asked them as well, what would have been one thing that they had would like um, would have done differently during their studies? And they, was, they were all talking about having this business teaching and this sales uh, training as well. So that would be the first issue that I would see. But in addition to this, when I was working in art galleries, there was, I think, one of the biggest problems that stops artists from being more independent and selling artworks independently, which is that there is a big myth about the fact that an artist shouldn't get too close to money uh, or if they do that, their art practice could be affected by the thought coming around money. And I actually heard these specific words, maybe in a better English, but <laughs> these specific words when I was working in an art gallery. And I really don't like that personally, because for me, it has quite a religious um, scent to it, a religious atmosphere to it. And the idea that not that I have um, that the, the idea of religion is um, anything of a problem, but the idea that you must not think about money. And I think that this idea disconnecting people from money always has something to do with politics mm -hmm. as well. 
And religion sometimes has to do with politics too. And so it's revealing for me as, of the place of artists and in, in the art world politics. And um, so I find that quite, quite annoying and quite frustrating as well. Um, and it, do, it also doesn't make actually sense for not being able to sell artworks independently and having this idea in the art world doesn't make sense actually for many artists because many artists just cannot find an art gallery to represent them because there are um, not so many art galleries out there. And so if they want to make a living from selling artworks, they are going to have to do it independently. So that would be um, the, the that would be before even thinking of working with an art gallery. But even when an artist starts working with an art gallery, what I have seen and which is quite sad is that the team is going to be very small. Usually, when you start working with an art gallery, and there are many artists to represent, so there is no way the gallery is going to be able to represent each artist equally because just the time is going to lack. So artists who will be highlighted to art collectors are the ones who will be sold more easily. So if you are represented exclusively, exclusively sorry, by an art gallery, or if you have, uh, if you have, if a series of artworks are represented exclusively, then and they are not selling them and they are not marketing them, then no one is doing it, and then that's a big problem. And then to finish, I would say I. I think art gallery should also have business training, which they often don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's the, a great assessment of kind of the landscape. And I mean, I would kind of say that this doesn't necessarily include every single art gallery out there, but it is mm -hmm. something that I think a lot of artists might think, oh, as soon as I find a gallery to represent me, everything mm -hmm. is going to go great. But often these are very small businesses with sometimes only one person, the owner, mm -hmm. and maybe just a very small team. And like to your point, and I, I can attest to that, that a lot of galleries do not have uh, business training. So mm -hmm. you're kind of placing your career in the hands of someone who may not actually have mm -hmm. the training to do it. And again, that's not everybody. But again, it's, it's yeah. also just not like a guarantee that when you find this gallery, everything will go great. And yeah. One of the one of the more popular opinions we're hearing now um, through artists on this podcast and also from other uh, experts in the field is for artists to have a, a plan that includes direct selling, being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and also working with partners, aka galleries, in different cities that they can get some certain economies of scale by you know, like having someone, for example, represent them in the other side of the world in Japan or Hong Kong or Paris, if they live in the US or, or whatever. Um, but having that be a part of an overall strategy, not like the only thing that you're doing. So I don't know if that uh, gels with what you're thinking, but it's something that we've been hearing a lot of recently. I think that's a much more healthy approach to working yeah. with an art gallery. I think it's great to be collaborating with as many people as you can, but just to keep control on mm -hmm. what you are doing and to be to be rather collaborating rather than just giving all of this power to um, someone that isn't you, actually. I love that. It's better to be collaborating than to be giving all that power to someone who isn't you. I think that's a great uh, note for you all to take home with you when you're listening to this. So 
When artists are starting to take their creative business into their own hands, uh, they often find it difficult to expand their audience. When you're an artist and you're doing this yourself, how do you let people know you're serious about your art and you're serious about selling it? And it's not just like a side thing or a hobby. It's something Mm -hmm. you really put the time and effort into. How do you let the world know? So I think the energy here of the energy of the artist and the energy that is put out there is very important. And so what I'm going to say might be slightly triggering for some artists because you might be doing this, but don't take it as a critique, but rather as something that you can improve. So what I see happen a lot on social media is that artists might be posting about how they struggle with social media. And I see a little bit of cynicism, actually, on social media from artists who are, uh, who are struggling uh, with what we call, for instance, the algorithm. And they might be posting about the fact that social media is such a struggle. I think that this is, for instance, something to improve if you want to show that you are here to make your art as a business and not just a hobby because you would have to switch this point of view of talking about you, talking about your struggle or your um, your life as an artist to talking about your art collectors, talking about what they want, what they need to hear from you in order to purchase your artworks. And so focusing so much on the algorithm, on Something that you don't really have power over right now is a little bit of a way to not actually be looking at the real problem of what you might, why you might not be selling right now. And it's what we call a little bit of procrastination. And so what I would do instead of complaining about all of these things that are not working out there is to start talking to your buyers, start showing in your post that the people you care about are your art collectors. And that means talking to them through your post about things they want to know through your social media post, but also through your uh, social media description. And when you welcome them, when when they start following you. So that leads me to a second point, actually, which is that you have to talk to your audience, like literally, you have to speak to them one to one. It's not enough to expect people to just see your post and purchase, because talking to them is going to help you to understand them, to know them, and to investigate into what they're really looking for, and also what are their obstacles from what, are, what is stopping them from purchasing. And that needs, this work of talking to them needs to be done consistently. And by consistently, I mean daily, but I know that's a little bit scary. So I would rather say consistently. And another thing is that I see another issue that artists have is that they are followed by a lot of artists. So if you want to show these artists, you can actually consider these artists as art collectors too, because a lot of artists buy from other artists. So I would also let these artists know that you consider them as art collectors from the moment they start following you. So you can also invite them to look at your website and so and tell them also one-to-one that you consider them as art collectors, they can purchase from you because a lot of people will not acknowledge, they will not understand that they are included in your community of art collectors until you tell them one-to-one. So this would be my thought. 
Yeah, I'm going to underscore that last point because I think it's so interesting and so valuable for you listening out there. And this goes for Instagram, but also like, you know, when you're doing a physical exhibition at a fair or whatever, make people feel like they're part of your art collector community from the minute that they start following you or the minute they engage with you. Make sure that they're aware that they're part of your art collector community. And, you know, if you're doing, if you're following all the right steps and you have work at various price points and you're very like, you know, they know that you're an artist selling your work and that you're serious about it making them feel like they're part of your collector community from the outset is going to have big results. So I'm glad you brought that up. It's a very, very good point. Um, Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, different social media platforms and Mm -hmm. what artists should maybe expect on them. So you have obviously Instagram, um, which is, you know, obviously it's going through a lot of changes right now. There's also Facebook, LinkedIn, some artists are using TikTok. What are like, you know, what are the the um, social media platforms that really rise to the top in terms of being important for artists and what should they expect from them? So I think you can choose any platform you want to be in because it is not about the platform itself. It's about you building relationship with other human beings and connecting with them. Every social media platform is going to allow you to do this in different ways. And I'm going to talk about some of them now. Uh, but, and, but also, I would also advise to choose one of the most well-known because you will find more people on these most more well-known platforms such as LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok as well. So, so for instance, for LinkedIn, what is specific about LinkedIn is that you can target people based on their profession, which is very useful if you want to make sure that your audience of art collectors has the budget to purchase artworks that are priced at what you would consider a high price. So you can look up for them by profession, but we say of LinkedIn that it is also a big networking party. So what something very important to do here is to be networking with the people who you want to target on their own posts so you can be seen by other people who will, look, who will see your comment and so you will become visible to them as well. So make sure that you have conversations through the post and also through private messages. For Facebook, Facebook is a long-term game. It's strong. You can build strong relationships with people in Facebook groups by interacting with their posts, by answering their questions. So you can join Facebook groups that correspond to people who you want to sell to. I'm not talking about art groups. I'm talking about groups that are connected to what you are what what you're creating as artworks and so so but it also works so you're going to build relationships in this group but it also works as a search platform so people who are looking for a certain information in a facebook group might be searching keywords in the Facebook search bar and might find your comment on your post later on at a later date. Instagram is very different. Obviously, it has its own identity um, despite all of the big changes that are happening. And it is a great place to become a leader of your community of art collectors. So to be the the person who your art collectors are looking up to when they think of buying artworks. 
And it's also a great place to create a personal brand, which is more difficult to do, I find, through LinkedIn and Facebook. Instagram is really great to have this brand. So I was thinking also about the shop and finally the blog. So the shop is helpful because it's going to facilitate the purchase for your buyers. If they can do it online, it's always more helpful for them. But make sure that you are keeping your shop simple and avoid overwhelming them. But also, your shop is not going to bring the sale necessarily. You do need to have conversations and to build your audience first, which you can do through social media, your newsletter, and online. And through your blog as well, which is very important. It's important not to forget about this. So because it can be scary just to be think to be to sorry to think about being found through Google, but it is not that hard if you do it consistently. Actually if you really put work into it, you can be found through Google and it can be a great way to be visible as well. Which is different. So you're not relying only on social media and you're also relying on your SEO. Yeah, so these are all amazing points. And I want to underscore a couple of things that you just said, Gabriela. So the last thing, SEO, right? Search engine optimization. And it's your visibility and ability to be discovered via Google search and having a blog. And again, it is something that can seem intimidating to artists. Um, having a blog that you write on and that you do some basic SEO on can really, really help. And in terms of learning that SEO, there's a lot of great free resources online. There's briefer, brief um, courses you can take for maybe a couple hundred dollars. It's really worth it. And you don't need to blog daily or even weekly, but just consistently and having like something related to the topic so that you can actually use some of the keywords people are searching on Google to drive traffic to your site. I think that's an amazing thing for artists. Um, we hosted an SEO for artists masterclass during the pandemic. It was very well received. Um, maybe we'll bring it back one day. And um, also, I liked um, what you mentioned about Facebook groups um, because a lot of people get this impression that like Facebook is dead and the newest thing is Instagram or I mean, actually, it's TikTok or whatever that maybe there's a platform I don't even know about right now. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are still on Facebook, uh, especially like a slightly older demographic. It's not like, you know, people who are from their mid thirties to their mid fifties, um, who are engaging on there. And those many times could be your collector audience. And so if you can find those Facebook groups that are valuable to you and maybe, maybe geographically valuable, like they're like, you know, your areas, art collector group, or like maybe like another type of meetup, finance professionals meetup, whatever it may be. If you can get involved in those and meet people, it can be really, really good networking. Um, so I agree with you on that. I'm glad we brought that up. Um, cool. Yeah, I think I think actually a lot of my a lot of artists I work with sell much more through Facebook than any other platform. So it's definitely still very active. I love that. So artists, get on Facebook, check out those groups, and also keep up your Instagram, your shop, and your blog as well. Yes. We're going to come right back and Gabriela is going to tell you more about website shops and knowing when to stop. But first, a message from our sponsors. Artists, are you struggling with getting yourself out there and selling your work? Well, you came to the right place. 
For seven years, Superfine Art Fair has traveled across the United States and connected with all sorts of art professionals, from curators, gallerists, a community of successful artists, and everything in between. We've developed strategies to assist hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that they deserve. From New York City to San Francisco, Miami Beach to Seattle, your next art fair is right around the corner. You can apply to be a part of the fair when it comes to a city near you by visiting www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Mention the artist business plan during your qualification call and we'll take $150 off your booth fee for any city and any fair you choose. Today's the day to start taking control of your art career. All right, and we are back here on the artist business plan. And so now we can start to deconstruct the topic of e-commerce in the art world. What programs do you recommend for building your own shop online and how do you tackle setting it up for yourself? So I would recommend, so there are different platforms that you can use. I'm not going to overwhelm you with all of the platforms, but there are ones that are very well known. So Etsy is just a platform to upload your artworks and where people can purchase. So if you don't mind the fact that their fees are increasing regularly, then it's really the simplest way to have a platform to sell your artworks. Then at the second level, you would have Shopify, which is the simplest website you can have, which is different from, from Etsy. It is not really a website. Shopify looks more like a website, but you don't have there much choice to change things around. So they, they have the great templates that are helping people to purchase through the shop. So they are very well specialized in shops. And it's simple for you to just choose a template and upload your artwork there. If you want to get onto another level, which is a little bit more difficult, you can use Wix. So Wix is also a very good platform for website because you can, so it is still simple if you want, but you can make things look more um, tailored to you. It can just be a website that looks like you and still have a shop. And then it's still a little bit easy to use, but it's less easy than Etsy or Shopify. And then at the last level, it is the most difficult, but this is a place where you have the more options. It would be WordPress and WooCommerce, where you can really make the most adjustments, but you do need patience to understand the platform. So for so for any platform you would use, you have to learn to use your analytics as well. Too many artists and people have their website or their platform and just wait. So go look at your analytics regularly, see what your website visitors are doing on your website and make decisions out of these analytics. What can you do to make it to make things clearer for this visitor so he so he or she or they can get closer to the to the purchase. So so that would be um, that would be my my advice on the different platforms. So, but how do you tackle setting one up for yourself? I would say pick the one that is working going to work the best for you based on what you find the easiest to use for you. So choose what difficult what level of difficulty you prefer, and then get started by little by little because a website takes 
a long time to create. So don't overwhelm yourself. Just break it down little by little. Create your website consistently, step by step. So choose the platform that's going to work best for you and create your website step by step. And I think that's really good advice because oftentimes people are like, oh my God, should I use WordPress or Squarespace or Shopify? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, if, if WordPress has all the most advantages, but you don't see yourself being able to use and manage and set it up, then it might not be a fit for you and you got to look at something else. So that's something I would always say, rather than like looking for the absolute best platform, look for the one that works best for you and that you feel like you are going to be able to manage the best. And I like, I like the recommendation of Shopify as well. I think that makes really good sites for e-commerce. Cool. So the online space right now is just, it's brimming with opportunities to make sales and talk directly to collectors artists uh, get a lot of input like what we're doing right now through these podcasts and it feels like there's a push to change the way that you're doing things as an artist so the question is um why did you feature uh if you don't want to then don't as one of your top 10 tips on your site so we're giving a lot of advice out here but we're also telling artists like hey you know it's okay to take a pause it's okay to not do something that everyone else is doing tell us about that like what, what is that about so I always teach artists I work with to get a little bit more niche than just selling the artwork, actually to get very niche, about to become very niche about who they want to sell to because they are going to have to work with them for a long time. So I'm going to show how I'm doing it for myself as well because I also run a business and I may want to make sure that the clients I'm working with and the artists I'm working with are the people I want to work with for the long term. So it's interesting because you are talking about a change, but what I'm, what I, the way I work with artists isn't at all a change. It's actually getting back to basics with business. It's about understanding clients, talking to them. And what I really love about it is that it beats any worry about the algorithm and at any time, because when we understand that the online space isn't about just everything becoming digital and it's more about connecting it's allowing us to have more opportunities to connect with other human beings when we understand that we 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 overcome any issue that the digital world might bring and so when we speak and act as human beings and sell from a human being to another one the algorithm isn't going to matter really anymore so I feature this as one of my top 10 tips because, tips because a lot of artists are selling art because they, they are told they should sell art as artists and they don't like selling art. So it is becoming very frustrating to them. But in reality, it's also becoming very frustrating to me because I, as I told you, I, I teach about uh, niching and I am doing it for my business as well. It is saying that um, if you don't want to sell art, then I don't think you should do it. It's also a way for me to make sure that artists who stay around this website are highly motivated. Because personally, I can't be working with artists who sell because they are told they should, because they won't, re- they won't give 100%. And I love to give 100% 
when I support artists. So I want artists I work with to do so too. But also through this blog, I want to inspire people to do things they absolutely love. We live in a time where it's easier Although not for everybody, but it beca it's becoming easier online to create your opportunities. And when you really love your dream, you're going to give everything to reach it because it's going to be so exciting. So um, I want to just remember everyone that we only have one life. And for me, I realized that about one third of mine is already behind me. Sorry, <laughs> stressing you out. So I personally want to do what I love and enjoy my life. So I want to encourage you to do so as well. <laughs> so guys, do what you want. Enjoy your life. Like take all the insight out there and figure out what's going to work for you. But don't feel that like pressure, like you must do something right. Like enjoy your life, use the tools you have, but also evaluate them and figure out which tools which tools feel right in your hand? Which one do, Which one works for you? It's kind of like the website thing. So I appreciate you sharing that. I think it's an important component with all this information we're putting out there to everybody. Um, so Gabriella, yeah. this has been an incredible conversation and I wish we could keep going, but we are drawing to a close here. So let's bring it home for our listeners. Um, what is your number one tip for artists who are just getting started out there? So my number one tip for artists just getting started is to start with doing one thing consistently. Get really consistent at it. We tend to try something for, we, we do it five times and then it feels like it's not working and we give up. So personally, I want to show myself that Actually, I can't give up because I haven't done it consistently before I can tell if it's working or not. So I used something that I call a consistency board where I write down that I do an action for 100 days consistently before I, I look at what's working, what's not working, if I keep doing this or if I don't, if I'm not going to keep doing this. So it often shows me that I, accept, I, ex I expect sorry, results way too soon compared to the amount of actions to the to the times I have uh, sorry to the amount of actions I have taken so I would say we start with one action consistently that makes sense to you to start selling your artworks for instance posting regularly on social media and then get consistent at it and then add a second action you want to get consistent at it and keep going guys I love that I hope you caught it all. If you didn't, you can always listen to this episode again and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world to connect with Gabriella. And you should, you can follow her on Instagram at gabriella.sell.your.art.online. That'll be in the show notes too on Instagram or at artistentrepreneur.club. Be sure to check us out at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. And we always appreciate a share anytime you're listening to, enjoying, benefiting from the artist business plan. And we really, really, really appreciate those ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. They are so critical. They take 10 seconds of your time, but they help other artists just like you find and benefit from the artist business plan and the perspectives that we offer artists who are boosting the business factor of their career. As always, I'd like to wrap up by sharing a quick quote with you all. And today the quote is short but sweet. 
Never discourage anyone who continually makes progress, no matter how slow. And that's Plato. Gabriela, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your perspective with our listeners. And we are so grateful to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful for you inviting me to your wonderful book. Uh, thank you. You're very welcome. I can't wait to have you back again. Uh, so everybody else, have an awesome rest of your day. Remember to stay on top of your artist business plan. Get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan. Hosted by me, Alex Mito. And me, James Milley. Join us each week to hear leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas discuss tips and tricks designed to help you thrive and sell more art. To listen to this episode and all of our past episodes, just visit www.superfine.world and click The Artist Business Plan. And we love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message just to let us know you're listening. Want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Go to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Until next time, keep listening, keep creating, and keep up your artist business plan.